On today's show, it's MLB hot stove season. Ooh, we're going to talk about an article that Ken Rosenthal put out. It's more like a like a notebook of sorts. We're going to talk about all the hot stove stuff because the winter meetings start this weekend. How exciting. Plus, the S Network has a wish list for broadcasters for 2023, and two of them are very big Yankee names. And we're going to talk about that and more next on a brand new Locked on Yankees. You are Locked On Yankees, your daily New York Yankees podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Happy Monday, Yankee fans. Welcome to Locked On Yankees, which is part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. I'm your host, Stacey Gatsoulias. I'd like to thank you for making Locked On Yankees your first listen every day. We're free and available on all platforms, including Apple, Odyssey, Spotify, and Stitcher. You can watch and subscribe to us on YouTube. Also, hit the thumbs up button to like our videos and the bell so you're notified as soon as our videos go live. So I hope everyone had a lovely Thanksgiving. I did. I hope you ate all the food and everything was good. And, uh, you know, the tryptophan from the turkey lets you have a nice nap. I didn't eat that much turkey, so I didn't, and it, nothing makes me take a nap unless I'm sick. That's the only time I get to take a nap is when I'm sick. So, yeah, I hope everyone's Thanksgiving was healthy and fun and we didn't get into too many arguments with family members. <laughs> because I know that's always a worry. So I hope everyone's Thanksgiving weekend was healthy and fun. And uh, yeah, Thanksgiving falling on a Thursday confuses me because Thursday feels like Sunday. Friday feels like Sunday. Saturday feels like Sunday. And then finally, Sunday feels like Sunday with all the football on. So it's just a confusing weekend. And I'm glad it's over. So it's Monday, November 28th. And as I said, in the open, the winter meetings are starting next weekend. This well, this coming weekend, uh, they start December 4th, which means, you know, some things could happen. Some things could happen. Maybe not before the winter meetings, but after the winter meetings. That's usually when things tend to pick up some speed. I'm a little fearful that without the threat of a lockout, some of these guys aren't going to be signed right away and they're not going to get deals right away. And we're going to have to wait until January and February to see things happen. And I, I can't wait that long for things to happen. That's too long. Let's hope that things just get done. And hope that things are positive for the Yankees. But as I said in the open, Ken Rosenthal wrote his free agency rumors notebook piece. And it gives you everything you need to know about who's available and what's going on. And he opens with, as always, the market for free agents is difficult to read. It's true. It's true. And I'm glad that journalists have the same issue that I have. Because in this line of work... People expect you to come up with scenarios like, where do you think this guy's going to sign? Or do you think this team's going to make a trade to get to this person? And they need this, they have this need and what do they do and this and that. And I'm just glad that seasoned baseball writers who've been doing this for decades have problems with trying to figure out what the hell's going on in the free agent market. <laughs> now he says, but to this point, the Rangers seem more confident of landing left-hander Carlos Rodon and possibly Japanese righty Kodai Senga 
than they do of signing the best available starting pitcher, Jacob deGrom, or the most accomplished, Justin Verlander. Now, Justin Verlander to the Dodgers is picking up steam. That could be a good move for him and for the Dodgers. You know, Clayton Kershaw's back, and having him and Verlander together could revive Kershaw. Not that he was bad, but having someone like Verlander, who's about to turn 40, who's coming off one of the best seasons he's ever had, and Cy Young, all that stuff, it could be a good thing for Kershaw. Now, the Mets have shown interest also in Senga from Japan and Verlander, but obviously Jacob deGrom is going to be the focus for the Mets. I know some people were hoping, not hoping, some people were joking that if the Yankees can't get Judge and the Judge and the Judge and the Giants get Judge, that the Yankees can swoop in and steal DeGrom and then just get a guy who can play a serviceable right field and kind of boost the rotation and kind of take a hit in the lineup. I don't know if I like that. I don't know if I like that. Obviously, Judge and DeGrom are the big ticket guys. Not that Verlander isn't, but as I said, Verlander's 40 years old. He's not going to be signing on a big deal. Judge and DeGrom, yes, they're on the wrong side of 30, but their deals are going to be a little longer than what a Verlander would get at this point at 40 years old. So they're the big ticket items for whoever gets them. I, I don't know. I can't see DeGrom not going back to the Mets. Can I see Judge not coming back to the Yankees? Yes. Do I want to see that? No. <laughs> No, I do not. I, I, no. And, uh, I'm afraid of the kind of shows I'll have if the Yankees blow this. So in this notebook that Rosenthal published early today, he said, Jose Abreu remains a target of the Padres, the Astros, and other clubs. But one executive with a pulse on the market senses that the free agent first baseman is intrigued by the possibility of playing for one of the two Florida teams. Well, as I just said, Jose Abreu went to the Astros, so that's blown out of the water. So no Marlins, no Rays for Jose Abreu. He's going to the Astros. Scott Boris, back in 2019, secured nearly $800 million combined for Garrett Cole, Steven Strasburg, and Anthony Rendon. And they're thinking that he has so many big name free agent clients that he might get stuff done during the winter meetings. Cody Bellinger is a Boris guy. Julio Urias is a, is a Boris guy. Brandon Nimmo, Carlos Correa, Carlos Rodone. Yeah. Yeah. Scott Boris, you know, if you ever hear about a guy leaving Scott Boris's agency, don't ever feel bad for that man because he has a ton of guys (laughs) and, uh, He's still making the money and getting the job done. But it really seems like with Judge, it's really between the Giants and the Yankees. They're really the only two teams, unless a mystery team swoops in. I know a lot of writers like talking about mystery teams coming in, swooping in, and stealing the big free agent signing. I mean, no one expected Carlos Correa to go to the Twins, although the Yankees helped that happen. 
but I really think that it's between the Giants and the Yankees and everyone's panicking about Judge being in San Francisco and meeting with the Giants and the Giants having a good meeting with him and doing all this stuff and getting Steph Curry to try and get him to come to the Bay Area. Even Chris Mullen was advocating for it on a local Warriors pregame show or postgame show and it's just it's so funny because Chris Mullen to this day still has the thickest Queens accent I've ever heard in my life and hearing him talking about a New York Yankee going to the Giants and how he should go to the Giants instead of talking about how he should go to New York with that accent it's just disconcerting so I have no prediction about Judge but I really as I said, my shows will be like a funeral if Judge goes to the Giants. Because what the hell are the Yankees going to do if Judge goes to the Giants? So in a moment, the Yes Network has a wish list for broadcasters for 2023. And two of them are big names that we all know and love. And we're going to talk about that. But first, Bet Online is your number one source for sports betting info, stats, news, and analysis. Get the latest odds and trends for every professional and amateur league out there. From football to basketball to soccer and esports, we've got it all at betonline.net. We're the fastest and easiest way to get your betting fix. Now, speaking of betting, I was wrong about the Knicks last week, right? Yeah, I was wrong about the Knicks. And I wasn't silly enough to bet the Giants against the Cowboys. But I think when they scored late in that game, that kind of helped things, even though they lost. Because you can always bet on that, too. Just bet the, bet the spread and not even about winning or losing. But you can go to bet online, head to the website, or use your mobile device to learn more. Bet online, where the game starts. Thank you for making Locked On Yankees your first listen. For your next listen, check out the Locked On Sports Today podcast. The biggest stories of the day plus instant reactions, big game recaps, and the take of the day. Available on the Odyssey app, YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. I didn't know about this because I haven't been on Twitter that much this weekend. I've tweeted a few times, but I haven't really, you know, I haven't had it open and I haven't been looking at it. So I didn't even know about this until my brother sent me a link via text saying, did you hear about this? And I said, no. So Andrew Marchand of the New York Post, he writes about all the media stuff. Derek Jeter, Don Mattingly on Yes Network's wish list with eye on next season. Oh my goodness. I don't think either one of them will do it because Jeter... Jeter doesn't really want to broadcast. I think he's even said that. It could be fun to have him in the booth, like, for a special time. You know, like, if he's at Yankee Stadium, put him in the booth for a couple of innings. But I couldn't see Jeter do that. His girls are young. He's not going to want to travel that much. He likes living in Miami. I don't think he's going to move from Miami to New York and uproot the girls' lives. Um, I mean, would I love Derek Jeter to be in the booth? Kind of, because, you know, he's gotten sassy in his old age and he's not as buttoned up or stiff. And I think he could be funny in the booth. <laughs> and I feel like if he were with Michael Kay, it would be kind of like a how O'Neill and Kay are in the booth together, just, you know, razzing each other. And I feel like that could happen. I feel like that could happen. And then as for Mattingly... It's possible, you know, he could do what Joe Girardi did. 
you know, Joe Girardi's been broadcasting and it's possible that Mattingly could take maybe a year off between coaching jobs. And Mattingly, when he was reached by text, said it was the first that he heard about the possibility. And he said, I have something else burning fairly hot right now. Depends on how that goes. But Mattingly is going to be a guest on Joel Sherman and John Heyman's podcast tomorrow. So it'll be interesting to see what he says and when they recorded it, because if they recorded it before this came out, then there's not going to be anything about it, which kind of stinks. So as we know, Yes Network added Carlos Beltran and Cameron Mabin. Yes felt Beltran performed better in studio than he did during games. Yes, he did. Mabin also did work for MLB Network, and he did work for the Cubs Regional Sports Network as well. Um, Paul O'Neill might be doing... Well, I don't think so, actually. I was going to say he might be doing games from his basement for the third season in a row, but I think by now a lot of the vaccine mandates or, you know, the rules for vaccines or being vaccinated have been lifted so he might be able to be back at Yankee Stadium in 2023 I don't mind Paul O'Neill he's funny and like I said him and Kay have really fun banter and they like you know ripping on each other and I find that very amusing and I think we should all for 2023 let's do a drinking game when Paul O'Neill is in the booth I'll tell you what Every time he says it, do a shot. Just do a shot. If you're old enough, obviously. You have to be of drinking age to do it, but let's do that. David Cohn, obviously, will still be with Yes. He also did Sunday Night Baseball this past season, so he's not going to be doing as many Yes games. Cohn is awesome. I told him that when I interviewed him last year on this show. I said that he should be national. Like, I would want him to be a national broadcaster, but I don't want to lose him from Yes. <laughs> And that's what happened with him being on Sunday Night Baseball, but also doing Yes Games. Um, you know, John Flaherty can come back. And then Jeff Nelson. Jeff Nelson was actually pretty good. I was, I actually liked Jeff Nelson's work. I liked his work post-game, and I also liked his work in the booth. And um, I think he should do more games. Um, Beltran's better in the studio. I loved Cameron Mabin. And, um, and then just, you know, rotate everyone. That's easy enough. I don't even think the Yes Network needs Mattingly or Jeter. Would it be fun to have those two guys back? Of course, they're two of the most beloved Yankees of all time, and it would be a lot of fun to have them back in some sort of capacity. But I don't think it's... I don't think it's feasible. Especially now. Not for Jeter. Definitely not for Jeter. Possibly Mattingly, but only if he can't get another managing job. That could be really cool, though, because Mattingly was my guy in the 80s, and then Jeter became my guy in the 90s when I was in college. We grew up together. We're the same age. And yeah, he was my guy. I had a wall of Derek Jeter stuff in my off-campus house. My parents would send me all the New York newspapers, and when he won Rookie of the Year and all that, I, I had a complete wall of Derek Jeter. I should find a picture of it and insert it in one of the shows to show you guys on YouTube, because it's, it's really funny. In a moment, we're going to talk about a trade that could have happened between the Yankees, Mariners, and Phillies. We found this out a couple days ago. 
But first, did you know that over the holidays, property crimes like burglaries and package thefts spike nationally? That's why our friends at Simply Safe Home Security are offering 50% off their award-winning security systems so that more families can feel safe and secure this holiday season. Order your Simply Safe system for half off today and enjoy advanced security and greater peace of mind this holiday season. Simply Safe was named the best home security system of 2022 by US News and World Report for the third year in a row. Simply Safe is whole home security with advanced sensors for every room, window, and door, HD security cameras for inside and out, and smarter ways to detect motion that alert you only when a threat is real, and even hazard sensors that detect fires, floods, and other threats to your home. And with the top-rated Simply Safe app, stay in control of your system anytime, anywhere. Arm or disarm, unlock for a guest, access your cameras, or adjust system settings, all from your phone. That's pretty cool. So don't miss your chance to save big on the only security system we recommend. Get 50% off any Simply Safe system at simplysafe.com slash locked on MLB. This is their biggest discount of the year, so don't wait. That's simplysafe.com slash locked on MLB. There's no safe like Simply Safe. So according to MLB trade rumors, this came out over the weekend, prior to the August 2nd trade deadline, the Mariners, Phillies, and Yankees had some negotiations about a potential three-way swap, according to the Seattle Times' Ryan Divish. Left-handed Marco Gonzalez would have headed to Philadelphia, and outfielder Joey Gallo possibly would have been dealt to the Mariners, though it is not known what player or players New York would have acquired in this proposed deal. Now, obviously, instead, the Yankees moved Gallo to the Dodgers for Clayton Beater, with the Dodgers absorbing about $3.7 million remaining on Gallo's 2022 salary at the time of the deadline. And then the Phillies added Noah Syndergaard instead of Gonzalez. And Gonzalez stayed in Seattle, and then Seattle got Luis Castillo. So Seattle made out okay. <laughs> Now, the teams, teams around baseball, they discuss all types of trades before the trade deadline in the days, months, weeks, everything leading up to the trade deadline. Anything is a possibility. But that would have been an interesting one. Again, who knows what the Yankees would have gotten back in a trade like that? And you know they wanted to move Joey Gallo because he needed a change of scenery. And that always made me feel bad because I liked Joey Gallo. And I thought that coming to New York and not needing to be the guy would have been better for him. He had Rizzo as his fellow hard-hitting left-handed bat in the lineup, his fellow Paisan. And it just didn't work out. And that's just a bummer. So some business to discuss. We're going to... Continue with reviewing how everyone did in 2022. And I think I'm pretty much done with doing one episode per player because I feel like Aaron Judge, Aaron Judge, Nestor Cortez, and Anthony Rizzo were basically the only guys who deserve to have full episodes in the positive sense. There may be a couple of guys that might deserve their own episodes in a negative light, but maybe not. I might put all the negative reviews with each other like in one show we don't want too much negativity 
on the show. And I mean, it's a team that went 99 and 63. So it wasn't that negative. But individually, there were some guys who had bad 2022s and we need to discuss it. <laughs> so tomorrow's show, we'll be talking about Jamison Tyone and how he did. And it's funny, we're going to be talking about his performance in 2022. And we're going to talk about the fact that he's one of the free agent targets for the Yankees because he's a free agent. And we'll talk about other guys that the Yankees are looking at. I forgot to mention this in the cold open, but I saw a headline on Yankees.com that made me roll my eyes. <laughs> Steinbrenner thinks Volpe Peraza will get spring training looks. I hope so, sir. Could the Yankees opening day infield feature the next wave of baby bombers and Oswald Peraza and Anthony Volpe? That is the hope of managing general partner Hal Steinbrenner, who wants both prospects to have opportunities to shine this coming spring. We all want them to have opportunities to shine. In fact, we wanted Peraza to have the opportunity to shine in the regular season in September, but you guys insisted on rolling out Isaiah Kiner-Falefa game after game after game after game, and look where that got you in the playoffs. In my opinion, they're going to get a shot, Steinbrenner said. In March, I remember saying that they're the middle infielder of the Yankees in the future. That's why we made some of the decisions in the offseason as opposed to going out and getting a huge free agent. They both progressed really well this year. Not well enough to play every day in September, though, after being called up. And I know the Yankees like doing that. They, they like calling up the rookies to give them experience and to show them what it's like to be a Yankee. But you had the opportunity to get this kid playing time, and you didn't do it. Peraza hit 306. He was 15 for 49 with eight runs scored, a home run, and two runs batted in in 18 games. He also appeared in three games of the ALCS against the Astros, including a start at shortstop in game two. Yeah, he made that really crazy play with Glaber, right? Glaber was more of the crazy part of that play, but that was a really good double play. Um, you know, and I'm excited to see what Volpe does. He will probably... I don't know, I feel like Peraza having the experience of being with them and playing in the playoffs, even for that brief amount of time, may give him the head start against Volpe. But, you know, we'll see what happens. I'm I'm actually looking forward to spring training and seeing these kids do what they do. And, you know, hopefully, even though Isaiah Kiner-Falefa was signed to a new contract, that doesn't mean that he won't be moved. It doesn't mean that he's going to start. It could be that he's going to be paid that much money to sit on the bench because the kids are playing better than him and hopefully that'll be the case that the Yankees will pick the player that deserves to be starting and if the player who deserves to be starting is one of the kids it should be them be like all the other teams Yanks and give your kids a chance to shine on the big stage that'd be great after you sign Aaron Judge to a long-term deal and get him back in pinstripes and name him the captain, give Volpe and Peraza a chance to play. You guys gave Oswaldo Cabrera a chance to play, and look at how he did. Was he a world beater? No, but he made some good plays. He played everywhere you wanted him to play. He got some big hits down the stretch. Give the kids a chance. 
I almost started singing Give Peace a Chance, but I won't do that to you. <laughs> so as I said, tomorrow's show, we'll talk about Jameson Tyone, talk about Luis Severino. We'll talk about the free agents that the Yankees might have their eye on because it's that time of year. This is when all the rumors start flying. And as Ken Rosenthal said, you never know what's going to happen in free agency. He was hearing that Jose Abreu was leaning toward one of the two teams in Florida, and then he goes to the Astros. But, I mean, honestly, if you're a baseball player and the Astros are like, we would like for you to play for us, wouldn't you want to play for them? Who cares if you're going to get booed? You're going to be, you're guaranteed to be in the playoffs, <laughs> at least for the next few years. So, yeah, if I were a baseball player, I would say, yeah, I'll sign with you too. So we'll talk about all the free agency stuff and... Jamison Tyone and Luis Severino's 2022. But for now, that's it for this episode of Locked On Yankees, which is part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Remember, you can listen to the show in every podcasting platform available, and you can watch and subscribe to us on YouTube. Again, hit the thumbs up button and comment on YouTube as well, and click the bell so you know when our videos go up. And once again, thank you for making Locked On Yankees your first listen today. For your second listen, check out the Locked On Sports Today podcast. From the games that matter the most to the biggest stories in sports, go beyond the scoreboard and behind the scenes with local experts and insights only Locked On can provide. Locked On Sports Today, available on this app, YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. One more thing, if you could be so kind, please rate the podcast and spread the word about this podcast to your fellow Yankee fans. We would really appreciate it. So enjoy your Monday, and I will talk to you all tomorrow. Thank you.